It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2016. We have 19 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory on the Columbia River bar through late tonight for uh, rough conditions there. And we also have a gale warning in effect um, from this afternoon through this evening. And today on the Ship Report, we'll take a look at what researchers say is the science behind the romance of the sea and why we all just feel better when we're near the water. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have one inbounder. We have uh, eight in the Astoria Anchorage, including a couple of ships that are going to move around there and, and be kind of relocated from one place to another. And we have 10 outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river today is the Pixis Leader, and she is the only inbound ship we have today so far. She is arriving offshore, headed for Portland. She has brand new Toyotas on board. She's a car carrier that comes into the river fairly often. She'll pass Astoria in the evening around 9.30 p.m., and if you're in the port of Portland, near the port of Portland, you might see her arrive there at about 3.30 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, in the Astoria Anchorage, we have two ships already there that are going to move around a little bit. The Belnor and the Nord Elbe are going to um, just be moved from one part of the Anchorage to another. Um, there, there could be any number of reasons for that, to make r- more room for other ships arriving. It could also be that they've drifted too close to each other and they need to be removed or adjusted a little bit. Um, the Anchorage only has room for so many vessels. I think the maximum that I've seen out there at any given time is about seven ships. And so maybe a little adjustment is needed there. So uh, other than that, we have uh, in the port of Astoria, we have the Bass Strait. She's loading logs at the dock at Pier 2. And then we have the Yuzhu Feng, the Katerina 3, and the Santi Velocity. Those three ships are awaiting orders at anchor there off the downtown waterfront. In our outbounders, we have the GMT Astro. She's setting out of Portland. She's a car carrier with brand new Hyundais on board, leaving around 6.30 a.m., passing Astoria around 12.30 p.m. The uh, Cedar Arrow is leaving Portland with soda ash on board, leaving at around 7 a.m. You might see her pass Astoria around 1 p.m. The Campanula is leaving Longview carrying logs at about 9 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 12.30 p.m. The Tangerine Island is leaving Vancouver. She's departing around 11 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 5 p.m. The Nordems is leaving Kalama. She's heading out around noontime, maybe some kind of grain on board there, passing Astoria outbound around 5. The Merlin is also leaving Kalama. Usually it's bulk carriers leaving out of there uh, could be grain, cargo, as I mentioned before, um, something like that. She's also heading out around noon and could pass Astoria outbound around 5 p.m. The new aspiration is leaving Longview. She has wheat on board at about 1 p.m., maybe passing Astoria outbound around 4.30 p.m. The Alcyon is leaving Portland about 2 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8 p.m. And the Uni Bulker is heading out of Portland with wheat on board at about 2.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8.30 this evening. And the Seal Island is our final outbounder for the day so far, leaving Portland, carrying petroleum at about 8 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 2 a.m. on Thursday morning. Well, the marine weather forecast is going to escalate a little bit. We have that small craft advisory for rough conditions on the bar in effect through late tonight. Combined seas on the Columbia River bar will be 15 to 17 feet this morning. 
13 to 15 this afternoon and evening, and we have those maximum ebb current times happening, as usual, twice during the day, uh, one at 10.45 a.m. and one at about 11.30 this evening. At that time, um, the waves usually get taller, and uh, today we have breaking surf on the bar during those max ebb current times. That's when the mass of the river, roaring down river with the ebb current, making it go even faster, slams into the Pacific Ocean right there by Cape Disappointment. And it can get pretty wild out there for vessels. That's why it's part of the marine weather forecast. Uh, overall, in our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory um, for winds and hazardous seas in effect until this afternoon. And we have a gale warning after that from 1 p.m. through this evening. So conditions are, gonna, are going to get a little bit more difficult out there. Overall, today in the forecast, southwest winds 15 to 20 knots gusting to 25 early this morning. They're going to... Um, Stay about maybe calm down a little bit and then rise to 20 to 25 knots with gusts to 35 knots in the afternoon. Combined seas about 14 feet high at about 13 seconds apart. Rain late tonight. And the forecast for tonight includes winds gusting to 40 knots and seas rising to 15 feet at about 15 seconds apart. Well, if you know me, you know that I'm a person who believes in the romance of the sea. I'm, I've, I've said many times that I'm always happiest when I'm on something that's floating. And I know a lot of people who live in these parts near the water feel the same way. And we sort of gener generally refer to it as being having salt water in your blood or being sea crazy or whatever, however you want to put it. Um, it's sort of acknowledged that a lot of people just feel better around the water and even like working on the water. And professional mariners, if you talk to them, you know, the work is certainly a good way to make a living in most cases, but it also, there's a charm to it for them. There's something really um, very magnetic about being near the water. Well, I found an article in the Huffington Post that seems to um, confirm this, kind of uh, indicate some kind of a scientific basis for the fact that a lot of us are just crazy about the water. So I'm going to share a few excerpts from this with you. If you want to look it up yourself, it's on their website. The headline is, Why Being Near the Ocean can make you calmer and more creative. The, arter, the, the author, rather, the writer, is Carolyn Gregoire. She's a senior writer for the Huffington Post. Since ancient times, humans have assigned healing and transformational properties to water. Rivers have long been seen as sacred places, and in a number of different spiritual contexts, water has symbolized rebirth, spiritual cleansing, and salvation. Today, we still turn to water for a sense of calm and clarity. We spend our vacations on the beach or at the lake, get exercise and enjoyment from water sports like surfing, scuba diving, sailing, I can identify with that one, and swimming, refresh ourselves with long showers and soothing baths, and often build our lives and our homes around being near the water. Our affinity for water is even reflected in the near-universal attraction to the color blue. We're naturally drawn to aquatic hues, and the color blue is overwhelmingly chosen as the favorite color of people around the world, and marketing research has found that people tend to associate this color with qualities like calm, openness, depth, and wisdom. Wallace J. Nichols, a marine biologist, believes that we all have, quote, a blue mind as he puts it, a mildly meditative state characterized by calm, peacefulness, unity, and a sense of general happiness and satisfaction with life in the moment that is triggered when we are in or near water. In a sense, water gives our brains a rest. 
Many of us love to sit near the ocean or a river and gaze out at the water. Often we can sit for long periods simply observing the gentle movements of the water. Why? Though we may not be conscious of it, the water could be inducing a mildly meditative state of calm, focus, and general awareness. And here's another quote from Wallace Nichols. We know that water being surrounded by blue space helps us relax, and we know that exercise is good for our bodies and our brains. If somebody is experiencing a number of problems that exercise and stress reduction may help with, water is a good add-on. Find a river trail and run there, or get on a bike, or row, or swim. Boy, I know a great place right here in Atoria. We can do that. Being outside near water while you're exercising will potentially give you more of a mental boost than exercising in a crowded, hectic gym environment with TVs in front of you and people all around. Many people feel intuitively that being in the presence of water provides tangible benefits for their well-being, and as Nichols explains, their instincts are right. It's almost too obvious and it gets overlooked, he said, but the health and neurological benefits of exercise by water are very real. So there you go. Get out there on the river walk and enjoy. Um, I can't think of a better endorsement than that for um, the lovely environment in which we live. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.